How was your guys' day? It was <sighs> fine. So Friday. Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Drinking Trulies. I did an yeah. Instagram question poll today, and it's doing pretty well. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you get three questions, all of which were from me? <laughs> I got three from you. I got one from Wyatt. I got a few others. I won't. I won't dox anyone. But yeah. it's going well. What uh? What were the the outcomes of the uh, the results of that? Oh, yeah. Bruce Springsteen versus. Billy I think it Joel. ended eight six in favor of Joel. Uh huh. That's what I thought. Joel's better. Yeah. You know what? That's it's all right. You know, I, I strive under adversity. Um, so we got a special episode today, right, Wyatt? Special yes, episode. we do. I do want to say real for uh, real quick. First off, uh, I, we're ch- I'm trying to get us more um, engagement with the audience. So if you go on to iTunes, rate five stars and leave a comment of your favorite chips, I <laughs> will read them at the top of the episode and provide a one to ten rating. Uh, with a short explanation on why off the dome, so uh, just if you want to fuck with me, uh, they can't be made with that. peanut oil. Uh, no, it, I mean they can, but I'll just automatically uh, blanket one star. Yeah, blanket <laughs> one out of ten. Um, probably tastes way better. Sure, man. I can't believe that all that fun is for free. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the boardroom, where we openly lie to each other for our entertainment. We'll each present an obscure topic, but the twist is, they could be real or fake. It's our job, and yours, to figure out who's full of shit. All information should be taken with a grain of salt, because even the facts are probably wrong. Well, alright guys, so we have we do have a special episode today. Because we've made it, we've made it three episodes... We, we've made it three episodes in... So uh, we're figuring let's change the the format up one more time. Yeah. Um, this I, is only temporary, yeah. though. Exactly. Or Every, we'll, it's a special occasion. Yeah, we'll do... Special edition. We'll, yes. Yeah, we'll do it uh, every once in a while, maybe, uh, if, if opportunity strikes. Uh, tomorrow we're recording another episode, and we're recording with uh, our first guest, Nick Johnson. Tomorrow our time. It'll be yes. another week for y'all. This is basically like a comparisons list. We're still maintaining the whole, it could be right or wrong, or true or false, but yeah. So uh, let's let's say what we're doing first, yeah. to tease it out a little bit, but I say, Jordan, you should go first, since we went first the other times. Deal. So... Uh, Jordan, what are you going to do? It's just quotes, and you have to decide if it was Chris Harrison or Chris Hansen that said it. <laughs> okay. And uh, because I needed to explain to me, uh, Chris Harrison is the host. Yeah, I was going to say. So Chris Harrison is, yeah, he's the host of all of the Bachelor and Bachelor spinoff shows. And Chris Hansen is the host. Chris Hansen <laughs> is the host of Dateline NBC's To Catch a Predator, it's, Crime Watch, it's among others. so weird to consider him a host, but Deep he technically is. There. Yeah, he is a journalist. He's, he means business. Sure. Journalist. An investigative he journalist. He is. So uh, it's just, uh, I've been comparing their quotes, and you guys get to pick who said what. Mm-hmm. And every time, since it is Friday for us, every time we get it wrong, we're going to take a drink. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big game. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, what are you doing? Mine is uh, in the similar ilk. It is um, quotes from the Canadian rock supergroup Rush, <laughs> and um, comparing that to just a myriad of other very fanciful and pretentious quotes to see if you can tell the difference. Okay, so the, I I was under the impression that you wrote fake lyrics. 
but you're just taking quotes from other real things. Yes. Okay. Cool. That are like like I'll take and shit. I'll take whatever like I'll take a Rush quote and then whatever that's sort of the concept that they're talking about. I'll find like a a real quote mm-hmm. about something else. So your segment is called Rush or Crush. Rush right? or Crush because if you get it wrong, you got to crush that drink. <laughs> Rush or crush. Rush or crush. Uh, And then mine, because uh, neither of you, I mean, Jordan knows a bit more than Kyle, but Kyle doesn't know anything about movie plots. I don't know. I haven't seen any movies. So so, uh, we still haven't watched Contact for those people who are... uh, Dying to know, dying to know between the last episode. I heard it's now. real bad. <laughs> well, we we will for our Patreon feed in a few years do that. Um, but my segment will be called Plot or Not, where I am taking movie plots, uh, movie titles from the past five years and to give Kyle a fighting chance. And I will say the real plot or a plot that I made up. And he has to pick which one is the real plot of the two. But it's a real movie title. Real movie title okay. and and the plot, the real movie plot is there. So I will say the real one and then the fake one or the fake and then the real one and you have to choose which one. I don't know why you thought the last five years was giving me an advantage. I think that's a handicap. Yeah. That's like <laughs> the past like 15 years are like the dark era for me. All of my favorite movies are from before I was born. Well, you know Except what? Except for Grind. You, Grind is so good. Grind is a bad movie. Grind is a good fucking movie. It is movie. not. It is Lords, a good movie. Lords of Dogtown is, is a completely different movie. movie. Superior yeah. Just because movie. they have skateboards yeah, in it. Yeah, they're not the, the same, same, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's so is different. the blind side and... Little Giants, the same movie. I didn't know so. is the answer to that. Okay, well, uh, Street Idiot. Dreams with Rob Deerdeck is a terrible, terrible movie. Terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's I, so bad. My God, guys, I went on. So I like, I was on, I troll LinkedIn, uh, just looking for other jobs, and I was looking for one in LA, Jordan. And uh, one was for Rob Deerdeck's company, Deerdeck Media. Apply? No, but Why? they said, uh, because they were looking for a director position. And I'm yeah. like, Ugh. They're looking uh, on LinkedIn. True, but they're they said on their website where we are a do or dear company Fuck instead sake. of do or die, and I was like, <clears throat> sick, dude. No, nope. very cool. <laughs> You're just like, nope. I yeah. don't need a job. I don't need a house. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Bad. I'm gonna work at a at a fast food joint instead of that. Okay. Um, so Jordan's kicking us off today. I'm gonna jump in to Chris Harrison or Chris Hansen. I'm so excited. Okay, first quote. I was going to move back to Dallas, and my goal was to work at Channel 8 and be a sportscaster and cover my Cowboys and live happily ever after. That has to be Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen or Chris Harrison from The Bachelor? I'm going to say, I, without thinking too much, I'm going to say Chris Hansen. To be devil's advocate, I'm going to go Chris Harrison. It was Chris Harrison. Yes. Wait. Drink well. up, Kyle. Fuck. Uh, I also thought that they were going to be quotes from the shows. They are. Some are. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That. Some are. Man, their lives are just bland. So some definitely Fun are. guys. All right. We are the modern day soap opera. Okay. That's that got to be, be Chris, Chris Harrison. Harrison. No, no, no. That's Chris Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Chris Harrison. Yeah, you're right. Yes. All right. I got one. All if right. we get it right, you should drink. On the board. <laughs> <That's dumb. laughs> All right. My wildest tipping point moment came when I was introduced to Clint Eastwood. He was sitting there wearing a white t-shirt and jeans holding a Budweiser. He looks at me and says, I watch your show from time to time. I just stopped. I was like, I can't even think about that. I'm not even sure I'm happy about that. 
Wow, these guys. Could you imagine Clint Eastwood watching either? No, no. Uh, I'm I think say, it's weirder that he watches Predator, though. So I'm gonna say it's Chris Harrison. I'm gonna say Chris Hansen. Chris Harrison. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm what are the score over here? <laughs> okay, good. Thank uh, God. What are the condoms for? Do you do balloon tricks with them? <laughs> Chris Harrison. No, it's Chris Hansen. <laughs> Definitely Chris right, Hansen. <laughs> yeah. Low hanging fruit. That's right. a, wait. Can you read that quote again? <laughs> of course. <clears throat> What are the condoms for? You do balloon tricks with them? I want that as my epitaph on my <laughs> tombstone. <laughs> All right. Will this be awkward and quite a bit painful? Sure. Oh, fuck. That could uh, be either one. Uh, Chris, I'm going to say Chris Harrison again. I, I'm going to say Hanson. Harrison. Fuck. Fuck you, Kyle. You're so stupid. All right. I take it you're Dude. a virgin? Ooh. That <laughs> Chris Hanson. Chris Harrison. Hanson. Fuck. I, just, so I, wa- I really wanted it to be just said flat out on The Bachelor or right. Bachelorette. So, how's the marriage working out? Fuck. All right, well, that's Harrison. Uh, I'm going to say Harrison, too, yeah, but it could be. That. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Tie ball game. I'm honored to be a candidate considered for your first time. <laughs> That has to be Hanson, because Harrison wouldn't say that he's a candidate. Yeah. Unless he's quoting someone. I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Harrison. It was Hanson. Fuck. Yeah. That's so weird. No. I'm glad I have my pants on. <laughs> Hanson. I'm gonna say Harrison. Harrison. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Why you are He's got a so sense fun. of humor. <laughs> he's a ha ha kind of guy. <laughs> All right. Apparently, they had some sort of understanding. I think the understanding was in his head, though, that she was going to quietly go into the night and, hey, I'm just going to come in and do my thing and still look like a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> the longer quotes are great. Uh, I'm going to say Chris Hansen. I think that's Harrison. It's Chris Harrison. Fuck me. You don't know. For the viewers at home, Wyatt is getting polstered right now. Would you what, like? Wait, someone- what's the score? Eight to five. Shit. Advantage Kyle. (laughs) I know you were dead serious about coming back here and finding your wife. You've said as much that she's in that room, so I know you're dead serious about this. Oh, man. That's got to be Harrison. That's got to be Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. Okay. But you could imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Having an affair with a teen. Yeah. Twice now we've had guys walk in here naked. That's Hanson. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's Hanson. <laughs> We're catching on. These are softballs. This show has always been a microcosm for what's happening in the real world. <laughs> oh, God. Hanson, <laughs> unfortunately. I was going to say Harrison. Harrison, you fuck. sick fuck. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It's the pessimistic view of the world. <laughs> we also get a very healthy male viewership on the various shows that I do. I think what draws people in this attitude, whoa. I think what draws people in is the attitude that I try to bring to every show where I take the viewer along a, on a journey of discovery. They get to see things they wouldn't normally get to see and hear things they wouldn't normally get to hear. I get to go places most people don't get to go. Harrison. Please be Harrison. Hanson. Oh, no! <laughs> that, that is dark. dark. Yeah, that was on a... Dark. Some uh, Theo Vaughn, the comedian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on his podcast. He did that, which was yeah. awful to watch. <laughs> Jesus. You watched it? 
Dude, he needed quotes. I spent <laughs> right, at least drink. four and a half hours. I haven't gotten one wrong on in research. so long. I forgot I have to drink. <laughs> are you sorry or are you sorry you got caught? Hanson. Hanson. Harrison. What? In what context? Obviously, you guys aren't keeping up with Bachelor in Paradise whenever Blake got caught fucking the one girl at Stagecoach and then the next night fucking the other. I watched it with you guys. You're not paying attention. I no, was of course not paying not. attention. No. Okay, that's your Did you problem. see uh, Christian get thrown around no. by Jordan? I didn't. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. I didn't. Now we gotta wait a whole I week. Know. By the time this comes out, people aren't really gonna give a shit. It's gonna They're be gonna old be like, that's old tea. Yeah, he's dead yeah. now. That's cold <laughs> tea, Wyatt. All right. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. Hanson. Hanson. Yeah, it's Hanson. Okay. I like your resignation whenever we get ready. <laughs> yeah, it's Hanson. Yes, my job affected my marriage. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hanson. Harrison. Harrison. Fuck. Get bent. Why? <laughs> that is a... Why? Because he's hanging out guess, with uh, beautiful women all the time. Yeah, and he's traveling the world. Yeah, and doing stuff. <laughs> a lot of our taboo subjects are becoming more commonplace, and we're having a lot more debate and talk about all this stuff in our households, much less on the show. Hanson. Hanson. Harrison. Oh, uh, we're that's this is embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know if this I want to release this episode. This is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think this is my last one. So if Hold you on, like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So the score is ten to thirteen. So you've already lost. Uh, Let's just make that margin a little bigger. So if you liked her next week or the week after, you would just marry her. Say that again. So if you liked her next week. Or the week after, you would just marry her? I think I see what he's doing here, because that seems like it should be Harrison because of the weeks thing, mm -hmm. but the question at the end makes me think it's Hanson. I'm going to say, since I can't, nothing to lose, I'm going to say Hanson. I'm going to say Harrison. Hanson. Fuck yeah, I knew that it. That was regarding a 13-year-old girl. <sighs> oh, yes, boy. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the hill you want to die on, Final Kyle? score, 14 to 10. Why don't you tell the uh, the listeners what you wrote that down on? A piece of blue painter's tape. While it was still on the roll. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, needed a writing surface? I'm not an animal. Um, yeah, so that concludes Harrison versus Hanson. I liked it. I, I thought did that too. was funny. Yeah. All right, good. You did find a lot in common. Yeah. The way you were saying how boring these dudes were, it just sounded like they were going to be They like, were. Yeah. If you look up Chris Harrison losing his shit, it's contestants losing their shit and him being like keeping his cool. He is one of the nicest, most calm, That's tempered, sweet dudes. Hanson cheated on his wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got caught on camera after 20 years of marriage having an affair with somebody that was way younger than him. How much younger? I think almost 20 years. How old is he? I don't know. He's got to be at least over 38. Yeah, it is dark. But uh, yeah. he's still married to his wife. That's nice that they worked it out. They worked it out. Yeah. It's sweet. It's Hollywood for you. Anyways. Okay. So this is p -p 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 plot or not. So what I'm going to do is, since Jordan is actually like a man of culture, unlike myself, and has seen some movies in the past 10 years, he <laughs> will potentially have to... Um, not answer if he knows the movie because that just you know it wouldn't be fun so yeah just let me answer before you give it away Wyatt 
Okay. Deal. Can do. I'll just be listening. Yeah, I'll answer first, I guess. You can answer yeah. whenever you want. Yeah. Okay. Preferably oh, second. Right. Million dollar baby. <laughs> Fuck. All right. That's all. all right, that's cool. every every single one <laughs> was million all. dollar baby. <laughs> uh Okay. So I million picked dollar I, baby or six million dollar man. <laughs> that's my next <laughs> list. <laughs> Is million dollar baby a prequel to six million dollar man? I haven't seen either. So are you guys ready to start? Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Ready. So I'm gonna I'm gonna win. No, you're not. The first one we have is 2017's The Star. And if you can't if you're if you're Have you seen all these movies? I've not seen all of them. I've have seen Have you seen that one? The star? There, I don't think so. I've seen uh, actually just one of them, and it's a movie Jesus. that I really love. I think you mean A Star is Born. Yeah, which, yeah, that's good. Okay. I haven't seen that movie. So either. 2017's <laughs> The Star. Uh, with big dreams of topping the solo Hot 100 charts, Janie, a girl from small town Missouri, sets out for St. Louis. Along the way, she meets David, a traveling artist in need of a backing vocalist for his tour since his vocalist drop out, dropped out the day before. The two begin, uh, the two begin to feed off each other's influences and line up between music and, uh, and the lines between music and relationship begin to blur. Mm-hmm. David and Janie come to a crossroads in Austin once an old flame comes back into Janie's life and things begin to unravel at the seams. Or is it a small but brave donkey named Bo yearns for a life beyond his daily grind at the village mill? Sounds like Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) One day he finds the courage to break free and finally goes on the adventure of his dreams. On his journey, he teams up with Ruth, a lovable sheep who has lost her flock, and Dave, a, uh, a dove with lofty aspirations. Along, uh, along with three wise-cracking camels and some eccentric stable animals, Bo and his new friends follow the star and become accidental heroes in the greatest story ever told. Jesus. I'm going to get zero. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, here's my, here's my rationale. When you say something that's that ridiculous, I almost think... He chose this movie because he knows I wouldn't think that there would be a movie about a fucking donkey called The Star. (laughs) I'm going to say it was number one. Okay. I'm going to say number two. Okay. Uh, It was about the donkey. Fuck. Really? It's about... It it is... Can I tell you? Can I tell you this cast I thought there was too much pristine alliteration. Can I tell... So all these... All the real synopses are pulled from IMDb. Yeah. So they're fan... They're like, yeah, fan written. So is the other one a a plot for another movie? No, I made it up. Okay, cool. Um, So let me read you the... Or truly, please... Let me let me read you the, the the cast list for this movie. Came out in 2017. Steven Yeun from Walking Dead, Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele, AD Bryant, like Gina Rodriguez, Zachary Levi, Christopher Plummer, Ving Rhames, Gabriel Iglesias, Kelly Clarkson, Chris Christopherson, Oprah Winfrey was in this movie. It is about the animals in the nativity scene. What? Oh, I get yes. it. Yes. When did that come out? 2017? 2017. It made uh, $40 million domestic, which is... Fuck. No. Uh, yeah. Sorry. $40 it million. It made or it... Like, it, it made. Oh. Grind lost $1 million. <laughs> of That's because people don't fucking know it's good for him. That is a good movie. I'm sure you think so. 
All right, number two. 2017's The Book of Henry. Juggling a job as a waitress and raising two boys on her own, little Peter and the 11-year-old child prodigy Henry, the single mother Susan Carpenter has a somewhat chaotic life, depending on Henry to manage the household's finances. However, when things take an unexpected turn, Henry's innocent crush on the beautiful girl next door and hopeful ballerine, uh, ballet dancer, Christina, unveils a cruel and shocking revelation dragging Susan into the dark conspiracy. In the middle of a dark conspiracy. I can't read. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, What's uh, this movie called again? The, the Book of Henry. <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> Will the Carpenters take the law into their own hands? And moreover... What's written inside Henry's little red book? Or is it the epic tale of one woman's journey to the ends of the earth? (laughs) (laughs) Set in a distant future, a world shook by declines in birth rates, Henrietta must disguise herself as Henry to see that a book that could save humanity is delivered to the right hands. Teaming up with a young boy, Alexander, who uh, who knows the route she must take, the two must keep keep the secret for one last time. The secret that has been kept for generations. All right. That's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> they are long plots. I am. You had like the first one. I was like, there's no way they'd call it the book of Henry and have the main character be named Henry. Mm-hmm. But then you said Henrietta disguises herself as Henry. And that just sounds ridiculous. A little too much. Fuck. You. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say it was one again. I'm going to say it was one. It was one. All right. Cool. It's the book of on Henry. the board. Okay. Henrietta disguised herself as <laughs> I tried to make Henry. it close to the the plot of the book of Eli. Well, that's, that's awesome. So that's yeah, yeah, exactly. I have seen that movie. That's a good movie. I've seen movie. it. I hope that's not on this list. It's not. It came out more than 5 years ago. I don't know what it came <laughs> fucking idiot. So, the next one is 2016's The Nice Guys. Oh, I've which seen is that. a movie that I really yeah, like. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, so Jordan, keep R/ your shit nice to your guys. fucking self. I think I've seen that. Yeah, I'll shut up. Okay. Harry Malloy and Robert Kincaid are two well-meaning warehouse workers in Los Angeles in 1986. News comes from their boss at the warehouse that they work at is shutting down due to automation automation, due to automation and improved distribution at their company's main plant in San Diego. The two hatch a plan to travel to San Diego to sabotage the new machinery but Robert begins to discover that Harry isn't who he seems. Is there a larger angle to their mission? Who gave the orders? And will Robert ever get that burger? Or is it? What? <laughs> Where the fuck was there a burger? Dude, people write these fucking... You these, write those. Okay. I don't know. Or is it Los Angeles, 1987? Jackson Healy is a private investigator of sorts. He is the man you call when someone needs to be given a message, violently. Holland March is a more legit and conventional investigator, taking cases involving tracking down missing persons and their like. Their paths cross when porn star Misty Mountains dies in a car crash. Misty's aunt hires March uh, after she believes that Misty is alive. Their investigations lead to a young woman named Amelia in a massive conspiracy plot. Warehouse workers or conspiracy plot? What was the movie called? The Nice Guys. <laughs> the burger thing is throwing me right now. I'm hung. You've seen it though. Right? I don't know. It, none of that shit sounds familiar. So maybe <laughs> I didn't. I've seen uh, 
trailers for it. I'm going to say it was two. I was also going to say two. It was two. All right, Fuck. cool. I mean, you have to know that I am really just I know. guessing. Yeah. I'm more trying to figure out that, like, I know you wouldn't do one, two, one, two, or one, 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 two, two, two. So yeah. I'm really like, that's the level of. Yeah. I you're, don't, you're, you're I just do going on probability. Know. You're, you're yeah. selling it well. I just am guessing well, I guess. I guess so. Velvet Buzzsaw. I. We watched this movie. You fell asleep Fuck! four will, minutes late. You fell asleep during the whole I goddamn did. thing. Just I read it. I fell asleep after him. Just read it. I would like to read it. Yeah. I, this is like one of those rare shit. moments where I it's was. It's because it's about art and shit. And, yeah. and me and Paige. So uh, this is what I wrote. I did too. It was bad. A thriller set. Uh, <laughs> the, the real bad. plot is a thriller set in contemporary art world scene. Uh, contemporary world art scene of Los Angeles where big money artists and mega collectors pay high price where art collides with commerce all while a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. Surprisingly, that's the real plot. <laughs> or is it a grindhouse horror set in Miami <laughs> during the cocaine-charged 80s? Boyd, a pizza delivery man who lights, moonlights as a dope dealer, is abducted and forced to participate in an annual underground death ring called Velvet Buzzsaw. Those who make it out alive are forced to continue its legacy year after year. Nobody who leaves who leaves alive truly lives. That sounds like it would be better than the real yeah. one. Yeah. We, should tell, we should write that movie. We should call Velvet Buzzsaw and be like, hey, cancel your movie and then do this one. All right. Uh, and the last one is... All right. Well, it's three to two, so I have a chance to at least tie. All right. So the last one is 2016's The Neon Demon. Have either of you seen it? Okay. The Neon Demon. Is it the 16-year-old aspiring model, Jesse, arrives in Los Angeles expecting to be a successful model? The aspirant photographer, Dean, takes photos of her for her portfolio and dates her. Jesse befriends a lesbian makeup artist, Ruby, and then the envious models, Gigi and Sarah, at a party. Meanwhile, the agency considers Jesse beautiful with a thing that makes her different. She is sent to the professional photographer, Jack. Jesse attracts the attention of the industry and experiences a successful beginning to her career. Ruby, Gigi, and Sarah, however, will do whatever it is necessary to get this thing for themselves. Or is it, <laughs> having just graduated high school, Madison moves to New York City with the big dream of becoming a Broadway stage actress. After landing some minor roles, she is accosted by a strange homeless man who tells her that she will get everything she ever wanted within the next year, but she must first lose her humanity. Wanting to only see her name in lights, Madison's life dives into the hyper-violent, sexual, and sadistic world of the entertainment industry. Loses her humanity, she does in search of the neon demon. This is tough, but I'm going to say two. I'm going to say one. It was two. So tie game. Shit. Kyle, you did way better than I thought you would. Me too. So what do we do with a tie? I think you just got to off the cuff do a movie we haven't seen. Uh, or just hmm. pick a movie title and then Jordan and I will guess what the plot is. The movie that I want you to, to make a plot for, just for funsies, is Biloxi Blues. All right. I got the it. real movie stars, if it helps at all, Please. Matthew Broderick. Don't know who that is. But what? Ferris Bueller, you Oh, I like cuck. that movie. I've seen that. Which one is he in that? <laughs> he's he's Bueller from Ferris Bueller. Oh, okay. 
All right. He's so in, in Biloxi Blues. Biloxi Blues. Um, what the hell is Biloxi? Hold on. I got this. I got this. Right, I can cool. tell you um, after. Interior. A smoky blues bar in the in the city of Biloxi, <laughs> Mississippi. That's where it takes place. Robert Johnson, the, the father of blues, is sitting there playing some music. And then that's when he's like, you know what? This, ain't, this just ain't going to cut it. And that's when he decides to go down to the crossroads and make a deal with the devil. And it's just like a devil movie. <laughs> Oh, it just turn it. It turns from a, a a blues musician to like a supernatural horror. No, no, no. I mean, it's like he goes down and makes a deal with the devil, and then he's like the best blues player ever. Oh, so it's just the life and times of Robert, no, no, no. Robert but it's Johnson. like it's like the devil is like fucking with him and shit, and that's why uh, he kills himself. <laughs> did it? Ki- did he kill himself? Or did the know. narcotics industry kill him? Snaps. Yes, big pharma. <laughs> Martin Scarelli, come on the podcast. He in jail. <laughs> yeah, well. All right. Let's do a podcast in a maximum security prison. Okay. Well, I was going to say Biloxi Blues is he gets in trouble and he goes to prison and he has to wear his blues. That's what they're called, right? No, the dress blues are what police officers wear at special That's occasions. That's what I said, dude. So who is close? <laughs> Uh, I guess technically Jordan. <laughs> Fuck you. Why? What's the movie about? The movie's about... He, it's just they're in the military in, All right, I'll give it yeah, to you. I'll see I guess that military we'll the uh, military is closer right, to corrections cool. officer than yeah, it than, is. than Robert Johnson. Yeah, I just got too caught up on the blues. <laughs> Me and Me blues. and the blues. All right, so who won mine? I did. You That's did. I, I won this one. Two for two. So, so now you best case why can now he tell? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, so this is a game called Rush. Or crush, and uh, so what would you guys say your level of familiarity is with the Canadian supergroup? I mean, I know their their main singles. I know those, and maybe like four percent more. Gotcha. Do you have a family member that's really into Rush? My dad adores oh, okay. Rush. My mom also likes Rush. That's My surprising. Aunt hates them. That's not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> when They're was bolded. when was when was their peak? I mean, moving pic- 12, moving pictures, pictures came out in 1981. Okay, so I'd say like late 70s, mid 80s is, is like regard or early 80s is regarded as their best time. So, hemispheres, uh, moving pictures, uh, farewell to kings, things like that. I'm just trying to prove that I know to the Rush intelligentsia out there. The thing is, if you say moving pictures is my favorite Mush out al- Rush album, Mush. Let me retake that again. <laughs> the thing is, if you say Moving Pictures is my favorite Rush album. You immediately look like a normie. So the way I have this laid out is I'm going to read two quotes that are varying in lengths, but they're both fairly short, so you don't get lost. If you need me to repeat any of them, you can feel free to ask. One will be fake, one will be real, and I'll try to read them in like mixed-up order so you can't predict. Deal. All right, so here's the first one. There are no black holes in the sense of regimes from which light can escape to infinity and and beyond. I set course just east of Lyra and northward of Pegasus, flew into the Deneb, sailed across the Milky Way. Is that train? <laughs> the first <laughs> one's Rush. Yeah, the first one's Rush. The first one was Stephen Hawking. Fuck! <laughs> ah, dude, you gotta stop screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The first one was a quote from Stephen Hawking. <laughs> the second one was a quote from the song Cygnus X1, Book One, The Voyage from Farewell to Kings. It's What's about, the name of that song? It's about 10 minutes long. <laughs> Jesus. Cygnus X1, Book One, The Voyage 
Yeah, this is not a band I'm ever going to get into. <laughs> All right, next one. Next what one. A tease. The wise men were consulted, and the bridge of death was crossed in quest of Dionysus to find out what they had lost. And the next one. If I had my way, I would cause your molecules to erupt in flames. <laughs> We'd sweep up the ash and rubble and be done with a lot of trouble. I fucking hate Rush. <laughs> I'm going to say the second one was Rush. The first one. The first one was Rush. Fuck that me. That was from Cygnus X1 Book 2 Hemispheres. Dude, who names albums that? No, Stop. No, no. That's just a song <laughs> on the album. What's the album? So Farewell to Kings ends with Cygnus X1 Book 1. Then Hemispheres, their next album, starts with Book 2. It's like Anthem Part 1 and 2 in, uh, exactly. in Blink Canon. In Blinkland. So yeah, the second one was a... a poem i guess uh about dionysus which is a greek myth yeah a greek greek god he's so, a god of wine cygnus x2 or x1 book two is all about the balance between the left and right hemisphere of the brain <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> moving on beyond the lighted stage <laughs> <laughs> um all right every great dream begins with a dreamer that's one the next one is did i have a dream or did the dream have me uh, the first one is Rush. Yeah, the first one's Rush. The second one is Rush. Dude, we are oh, I mean, I'm oh. I got one. The first oh, one, one was two. Harriet Tubman. <laughs> 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 I literally typed in quotes about dreams. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, this one, this one should be easy. Should it? All right, all right. First quote: Big money got a mighty voice. Big money make no sound. Is that money by Pink Floyd? <laughs> the second quote is, money, 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 save, give, spend, money, money, borrow, lend, money, money, foe, friend. The second one's Rush because he says foe. I'm going to say first one is Rush. The first one is Rush. Yes! The Points on the board. Big money from their 80s, 80s synth pop era album, Power Windows. Oh, how'd I miss that one? Oh, this Power one's going to be fun. And all who heard should see them there and all should cry beware beware and to stand within the pleasure dome decreed by kubla khan to taste anew the fruits of life the last immortal man is one of them the bible no oh yeah i was about to say the first one was rush i'm gonna say the second one the second one was Rush. God, Jordan, I am also de from facto in the, the album Farewell to Kings, the song Xanadu. Yes. Dude, fuck him. Yeah. All right, Neil here. Now Peart. we're, we're going to go international here. You guys ready? Peart. Wait, what does that mean? Yeah. Is that the name of the album? No. Oh. Plus ça change, plus c'est la même chose. The more that things change, the more they stay the same. And then the second quote. Mucho ruido y pocas nueces. A lot of noise and no walnuts. The first one is Rush. The first one is Rush. The first one is Rush. Yes. It's got, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, the, the, the choice of French seems much more Rush than yeah. Spanish. Well, they are Canadian, so yeah. yeah. I li the, the second one is just Spanish idiom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, You're just go. a regular idiot. That was good. <laughs> hey. Good job. Here we go. We air five for the list. Halfway there. You guys excited? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the clouds prepare for battle. Fuck you. And the, <laughs> <and> the dark. 
The clouds prepare for battle in the dark and brooding silence. Bruised and sullen storm clouds have the light of day obscured. That's just one of the choices. Yeah, that's one. (laughs) The other is, clouds come floating into my life, no longer to carry rain or usher storm, but to add color to my sunset sky. I would say the first one is Rush. Second one? The first one is Rush. Tied up. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. So this one is when I got into a theme of Rush or Lord of the Rings, as they do have a lot of like... Wyatt has an advantage, because I saw the first one when I was nine. And I watch them once a year. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I can't even pronounce this word. Honestly, a lot. (laughs) Oh, stars that in the sunless year, with shining hand by her were sown, in windy fields now bright and clear, we see your silver blossom blown. And then I catch the scent of ambergris and turn my head surprised. My gaze is caught and held, and I am helpless, mesmerized. The first one is Lord of the Rings. Second one is Rush. I would say the second one is Rush. The second one is Rush. The song, the song, the Fountain of Lamneth from the album Caress of Steel. Lamneth could be because there's Lambeth. Lambis, never Don't mind. worry, it bad. gets better. Yeah. <laughs> but they, the, uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. That song's also like hand. 19 minutes long. <laughs> my, that's dumb. Can I just say that? It, that's dumb. No, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> How? <laughs> because it's like listening to multiple songs They're just in one track. Uh, mm. Jesus of Suburbia is good. Yeah, there you go. And but it's half, half the, the fucking length. And it's good. Shine on you, crazy diamond. Twenty one twelve is twenty minutes American long. Pie is that's great. an amazing song. American Pie is not. That great. is a good uh, song. Right. You're wrong, Kyle. Moving it was on. written in Tom Saratoga at, at Cafe. Oh, that makes that it makes good. it. <laughs> yep, that makes it. Different. I'm glad you. I'm song. glad you guys agree. <laughs> the history of of Oneonta is one of my future topics. <laughs> that's a song great. by Ray. <laughs> All right, here we go. Four more. Jesus, really? <laughs> All right. The Tobes of Hades, lit by flickering torchlight. You know light. we want people to listen to this episode, right? <laughs> it's ne- good that Rush is last because people can turn it <laughs> yeah. off. The netherworld is gathered in the glare. Prince Bytor takes the cavern to the north <laughs> light. The sign of Eth is rising in the air. And the second one, his bow was made of dragon horn. His arrows shorn of ebony. Of silver was his habergeon. His scabbard. I can't even read this last word. It's not gonna help us. What, yeah. Whatever. Go for it. <laughs> the second go. one. I'm gonna say the second one was rush. I'm gonna say the first one. The first one was rush. God damn it. What's that the was score? F- five to four. That was from Bytor and the Snow Dog. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this You've one. You've been excited about all. Yeah. This is number ten. <laughs> because dog years add up to so many. <laughs> When oh when God. she was old, we thought she was young. A terrier with grinding jaw who preferred to amble, never run. And I'd rather be a tortoise from Galapagos or a span of geological time than be living in these dog years. One of these is an actual rush quote. Boy. Uh, you want gonna, me to read them again? No, no I, I really don't. I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm honestly, truly, these aren't even permeating my brain. I'm just saying one or two at this point. The second one is Rush. I'm just, first one's Rush. The second one was Rush. That was from the song Dog Years. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess this is the last one. All right. This is another Lord of the Rings one. Okay. 
A wind began to blow chill from the misty mountains to the east. The hunter's moon waxed round in the night sky and put flight, put to flight all the lesser stars. And then elven songs and endless nights, sweet wine and soft, relaxing lights. Time will never touch you here in this enchanted place. Again, the first one is Lord of the Rings. Second one is Rush. Did you read both of them? Yeah. Yes. Jesus. Okay, the second one was Rush. That's right. The second okay, song good. was I the song you just were telling us was the song Rivendell. Yep. By Rush. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting because Misty Mountains is is to the e- the Misty Mountains are to the east of Rivendell. I so, did not know that. Yes. But Rush has a very Was that the end of it? S- that's it. 6-6. Six, six. So so the tiebreaker for this <laughs> is I'm just going to say two random phrases and you're going to have to tell me which one is just a random phrase and which one is a Rush title, Rush album title. Great, great. Um, okay. All right, so the first one is Electric Fields. The other one is... Isn't that MGMT? Yeah. <laughs> electric Fields, not Electric uh. Eel. <laughs> and Permanent Waves. Permanent Waves is a Rush album. Electric Fields. It was Permanent Waves. <laughs> Suck my easy. shit, Jordan. That wasn't even a hard one. So now we're uh, now so we're tied. You, now we're all tied. Yeah, we've but all now won we, one. We need a, we <laughs> What do we do now? Now we're all friends. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh huh. All right. Well, we all tied. That sucks. We. That's the end of it. We'll have Nick Johnson on the next podcast. Yeah, just that's actually. Yeah, whoever wins, yeah. we'll just have Nick start the episode by saying we'll blindside him too, not tell him at all, and just yeah. be like, "Hey, hey who won last hey, episode? Idiot, who won?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say to him. You'll see next week. Do you have shows that'll be after? Hold on. Not this Monday, but the next. Yeah. I have a single coming out this Friday, August thirtieth. Yeah playing a show on the 5th at the analog great and i have a show at the cobra on september 11th we're gonna do the patriotic theme to pay respect are you really yes what are you gonna do it's patriot day i know but what are you gonna do i was gonna just like wear red white and blue yeah okay that's basically that's nice um all right thanks so much for listening guys thank you bye